ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. This is Janice Porter, and I have a special guest with me today. His name is Tommy Mello. Tommy started an started A1 Garage with $50,000 in business debt, and today he's about to cross the $40 million mark in revenue with over 200 employees in 10 states. That exhausted me just listening to it. <laughs> he also built a lead generation company in the real estate industry that's now billing over $100,000 a month. As he grows his businesses, he has done everything from sales to marketing to hiring. His experience in run, running one of the top garage door companies in Arizona provided him with many of the answers that up and coming business owners need to help them succeed. Tommy's advice has been regularly featured in top publications like Inc, like Inc Magazine and Forbes, and he is also the host of his own weekly podcast, Home Service Expert where he interviews top entrepreneurs in the industry to find out what made them world-class in what they do. Really a huge resume there. Congratulations, Tommy. I I'm welcome you to the show. And I just want to say before I give you an opportunity to speak that I was delighted to meet you uh, this past summer. It's just November, 2019. And I met you in August at a conference. We shared the stage um, at this conference. We didn't share the stage, but we were both on it. And I loved your presentation. But again, you exhausted me because your energy is through the roof. So welcome. Bring Thank some you of that so energy. much for having me on. I appreciate it, Janice. This is very fun. I love podcasting. It's like my favorite thing in the world. It is very fun, isn't it? That's because you're a talker like me. I think that's I, why, I, right? Yep. Yeah. So I, um, you have a book called uh, the ho uh, home service millionaire. Yes, yeah. we're not going to be vis visible, but you can show it to me just in case. Yeah, yeah there, there it is. is. The yeah. home service millionaire. And I listened actually to not the entire book, but many of the chapters. And what I noticed when I was listening to it is number one, you did the recording of you did the audio of the book, which again, I think in your case was brilliant because you speak from the heart. And you've been through the trenches and it came through in your audible version of the book. But it's a great um, uh, Bible really for, um, and I'm not religious, but it's a great Bible for uh, someone starting out in their own business, whether it's the home service industry or not. Yes? Yeah, you know, I, I really, the, the, the secret about the book is it took me over two years and I got 12 co-authors. And I didn't just pick anybody. I picked the CEO of Service Titan, a $2.7 billion company. I picked the COO of Home Advisor, which everybody's heard of Home Advisor. I picked somebody that helps me set up system and manuals that gets paid millions of dollars a year that works with me specifically. I found the best of the best. So I was by far, if you, there's 13 of us, I was the worst one out of all of us. It's just, I made every mistake in the book and I share a lot of them in there. Well, you, but you 
you they're not really co-authors. I mean, you're the author of the book, but you use their information somewhat, right? Yeah, I mean, they took, they wrote, so I basically took some information from them and interviewed mm -hmm. them and got mm -hmm. them to really share some insight into, for example, I got a whole section, it's a bonus section at the end of if you're gonna sell your business, the best way to understand how to get a valuation of that business. And everybody thinks their blood, sweat, and tears are worth something, but, <laughs> They're not, unfortunately, in the real marketplace. And yeah. people always say, well, you know, there's ones for sale for this. And if you ever watch Pawn Stars or ever seen that, he goes, yeah. well, I'm not worried about what they got them listed for. I'm worried about for what they sell for. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I do think the book was amazing, though. And it's funny, I was having dinner last night with um, my daughter and her boyfriend, and he's talking, I could see his mind turning about, you know, wanting to get out of the construction industry and do something on his own so he's not climbing tall buildings you know when he's 85 and i said i told him about your book and i said you know it doesn't matter really what business you get into but you have to learn what it is to have a business and how to do it properly so it's one thing to know you know how to fix a garage door but to have a garage door business is another whole story yeah you're right it is a lot of time um we all have three people within us is uh the, the e-myth which is kind of like the home service bible i just met michael gerber you did three weeks ago yeah we yeah. hung out uh very cool guy i'm working on possibly getting published with him on a book but he talks about there's an entrepreneur there's a manager and there's a technician that lives in all of us mm -hmm. typically 70 percent is the technician the guys that do the work every day just because i'm good at doing garage doors, which I used to hang garage doors and repair them, uh, doesn't mean I'm good at the taxes, the leadership, the recruiting, the financials, the, there's so many aspects. There's understanding key performance indicators, a CRM, there's financial quick checks, there's, why do you do this business? If it's simply because you don't like your current boss and you're gonna go run your own company, that's not a strong enough why right. to get you through the bad times. And I gotta tell you, Janice, I skip into work every morning. It's like, I love this place. I got, you know, if you can see, I got a fireplace in here. I deck this place out. I got a weight set. I got my, so, uh, I got my flavored soda water over there. My book, and it's just, this is like my home away from home. And I make it the place I'd love to spend a lot of my time and force, you know, I'm not married and I don't have kids yet. Yeah. I want, I want a family and I want to do that, but uh, it allows me to spend a lot of time focusing on the business. And I notice also, and as your book's on display in the back, you have a lot of books that you are, and also from, from listening to your book, that, you, um, that you're big on to personal development. Oh, you know, if I have one tip for anybody, there's three things. I, I, the podcasting helps me out a lot because I get to ask people whatever the heck I want. Right. And if I need help in my current life, Sometimes maybe I'm not balanced. Sometimes I need to find myself more. I could ask someone that's a specialist and really uh, meditating and finding themselves. And, and then I read a lot. I, I'm up to 800 books on Audible. And then I go visit a lot of shops. I go visit people that I want to be around. Mm -hmm. And the more I do that, it's like my brain starts thinking differently. And I, I really love change now. Mm -hmm. I actually look forward to different things changing. I never get comfortable in a routine per se, oh. but I, I just like to change things up. And 
one quick thing I wanted to say is when I was a kid, it felt like time would go by so slow. And I love that. It's like my whole day felt like a month. Now all of a sudden I'm like, wait, it's November. So <laughs> the more or less we could be in the routine of things, the more we could change things up and have different events and, and really get out of routine is it kind of slow time down a little bit. And that's my ultimate, you know, time's going to go, it's going to go anyway, but enjoy the time we're here, be in the present. Oh my goodness. You don't know what you're saying. When you get to my age, you want it going backwards. Trust me. It's like, yeah. it, it goes way too fast for me. And I have a first new little granddaughter now. So I want it to go even slower because. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It's really exciting. So your industry, the home service industry always makes me think like one of my, one of my passions, as you know, is relationship marketing and part of relationship marketing to me has always though been customer service and customer service and the home service industries don't always come together. So tell me in your business or group of businesses, I know that's something that you, that you stress with your um, call center people and, and your sales people, the, uh, the outbound inbound, is it the inbound where people are calling in? We've yeah. Got mostly inbound. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, what are the top three things that you teach people to have that top notch customer service piece? Because honestly you get calls from all of them. Right. And they're net. Yeah. Anyway. Well, here's the basics. Number one is you got to hire for success. Always be recruiting. It's people say always be closing. I say always be recruiting. I hire people, first of all, that have a big smile on their face when they walk in and a nice firm handshake. They're confident and they're fun and they're the people I want to invite over to a barbecue. That's first of first. You're not going to change the demeanor and the attitude of a person. Negative people are just negative and I don't want them around here. Right. So that's the first thing. Number two is inspect what you expect. I grade every call. So we inspect our expectations of to have a happy voice on the phone. So that's my famous analogy that my managers hated. They said, people will do the right thing. You don't have to monitor everything. I said, no, no, no. The system dictates the output. If we create a system and we're checking their voice inflections, their mm -hmm. empathy. Wow. Oh, Janice, you gotta be kidding me. You can't get out of your garage. Oh my, <laughs> listen, you called the right company. And, and you know, that means a lot when we hear those voice inflections and, and then we, we got the carrot and the stick and I'm 10 times more the carrot. So reward people. And then the third thing I'd say, if I got to just narrow it down to three is my compensation programs are designed for success. So they're all, they're all based on performance pay. So my top customer service representative made $27 and 50 cents per hour last week, my top one, because she booked the right calls. She had the right scorecard on everything. Her conversion rate was where it needed to be and she was delightful on the phone and she did everything. We've got certain steps. You got to repeat the address. If they use their first name, Mrs. You know, Mrs. Mary, whatever, whatever they use, we got to repeat that back to them. And there's certain things and you are the homeowner. Okay, great. And now we go through this whole scripting and she nailed it. And my goal ultimately is that she can make $40 an hour or he or whoever's in the call center because why would I want three people to make $15 an hour or make one person make 35? 
that does the same amount of work because one A player equals three B players. Right. So where did you get that, that sense of importance for that? Because not every company has it. Well, if I had to tell you, everybody says this about every one of their businesses. There's 500 of them just in Phoenix and there's 500 roofers and this and that, but you know, there's a great book called Raving Fans mm -hmm. and it's a simple, quick read on a plane, but it says you need, if you make a hundred customers happy, they're not going to tell other people. They're going to say, oh yeah, that was good. But when you make them raving fans and the expectations are through the roof, what happens is your business starts to grow organically mm -hmm. and people, word of mouth is the best thing to travel. I mean, obviously with send out cards, you know that it's a word of mouth type thing. So what we do is we really go that extra mile to say, did we, did you receive five out of five service? Were you happy with everything? What can we do above and beyond? I mean, we clean their whole garage out. We, we blow oh it God. out. We clean their stuff. We replace the lights. We put our sticker up and that we've got an eight step process to make sure everything's perfect. Now the process is only as good as the people following the process because sometimes mm -hmm. people skip a step because they get cocky. Mm -hmm. And when you skip steps, mistakes happen. So I think the biggest thing I've learned this last two years is there's a process, a system, a manual standard operating procedure and a checklist for everything. And I that's how that you're able to scale the business. I got that from your book big time that you, everything is systemized and then there's no excuse really. It's all about the people and them implementing it. And, and it comes from the top. It does in the system dictate, see, see people say, what's more important? Marcus Lamone has that show, The Profit, and he says, people, process, product. And I say, no, 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 there's only one thing. Forget the other two. It's process because the process dictates the people and also dictates the products. Mm -hmm. So the process in which I get the people, we do three interviews, we do personality profile, we check their drug test, their background check, their driving record. Then... We go even deeper. We want to see their last three years of tax forms. I also have a one-day ride-along where I see how much they smoke, how much time they spend on social media, do they show up on time. I also check their car to make sure it's clean. The next thing I do is take their wife or husband out to dinner and make sure wow. I love them. Because if you take someone out to dinner, I stole this from Dave Ramsey, is imagine if you walk in, uh, imagine if I had a wife and I, I don't open the door for her and I walk into the restaurant and I'm like, just don't eat like a pig today tonight in front of my new boss yeah. you know obviously there's probably some some bad stuff going on at home so how are you supposed to be happy yeah. at work if you're leaving a very hostile environment at home so those are some of the things that we really try to get the right people and the process dictates the people but you can't be in every place at all the times how do you do it all oh i'm nowhere i mean i, I just, <laughs> i've been gone half the day i had a podcast earlier so these incentive programs and giving people skin in the game, you see most people don't have, they're sitting on the sidelines at an hourly rate. Yeah. People say, no, they, they have a stake in the outcome. They can make as much money. You know, I told every single person I had, I took one of my main guys out to lunch. He's number like five in the company. And I said, Hey, I said, I want you to call me up next year and say, Tommy, I made $200,000 this year. I was able to bring my mother-in-law out, pay for my children's, tuition and call whatever that looks like. And I want to rejoice with you and say, absolutely. You earned it because I don't want to write a check for $4,000 a week. I want you to say, I earned this based on my key performance indicators. And I, 
I won the game. You you gave me the board. You you know I passed go yep. for two hundred dollars. You go me the roadmap, which is the manual. And that's what's so nice is that everybody kind of follows a behavior if they know that you care about them. So one of the things I'd recommend, Janice, is when you're walking around. I did this to my office last night. It was seven forty, and I walked in. There was three people left out there, and I said, "Hey." I don't know if I ever tell you guys this enough, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate you genuinely from the bottom of my heart. I know you guys have families and you could be somewhere else, but you're here helping this business succeed. It's my baby and hopefully it's becoming your guys' baby. But just so you know, I do watch, I do see you guys and I appreciate it. And it's the little things like that that I think go a long way of why people try when I'm not around. Totally, yeah, totally. So uh, caring. Caring is one thing, showing people that you care, and consistency. Yep. You shared with me before we went on air that you just read a new book called Consistency is the New Currency, and I now feel I have to buy it. But tell me what it was about that book that, that struck you. So for some reason, I think there's a higher power just forcing me into this new thing. I'm all about consistency. I mean, I'm all about uh, a discipline and accountability. And I added a third one, which is consistency. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is there's the 80-20 rule. It's Pareto. So an old Italian philosopher figured out this 80-20 rule that the 20, if you were to plant 100 seeds and planted 20 of them would be 80% of the crop. Right. So in the early 70s, late 60s, probably, they started this this Pareto, this, this uh, thing for five-year-olds, they put a marshmallow on the desk and they say, if you don't eat it, we're going to leave. If you don't eat it, we'll give you another one in 15 minutes. Well, you could better believe that 80% of them ate that marshmallow the minute they walked out that door, but the other 20% didn't need it. They got the second one and they followed these people up to their twenties, thirties, all the way up to their retirement. And they found them to be way more successful. They found them to be much happier in their relationships. A lot of them never divorced and the mental capacity to drive things to the next level was just so far more abundant. So in the book, it really explains, it says Navy SEALs, for example, there's two Navy SEALs. They work out together, same amount of push-ups, same amount of running. Everything's the same as far as physical. And the one Navy SEAL, he looks at things holistically. So he says, I gotta go through five weeks of hell week. Okay, so he goes, or five weeks of, of the worst toughest they drowned you they run you 50 miles a day they 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 do crazy things when you become a navy seal so he's in day two and he says to himself i can't take another five and a half, four and a half weeks of this this is nuts he rings the bell he quits well what the other navy seal does is he's learned to change his whole paradigm of the way he thinks and he says i know it's lunch and i'm practically drowning i'm shivering but I know I can make it to dinner because at dinner, they're going to feed us a warm bowl of chili and they're going to let us get some rest. So when you're working out, don't say I need to have the best year ever in 2020. Say I need to have the best night tonight when I go hit the gym, because today I'm a little bit healthier than I was yesterday because I made it to the gym and consistency is just all about when I really understood it. It's, it's the day we do it, it becomes a piece of hair. The month we do it, it becomes a little string. 
the year we do it, it becomes a chain that's hard to break because there's a habit we built there. <laughs> so it's a pretty cool read. There's a lot of really good, uh, interesting statistics in there. And it just, it took me literally a night to read the book. It's 107 pages. Uh-huh. It's pretty big font. But I think consistency, everything we do is about like waking up early and setting your day right and making your bed. And having a routine to get, I said I don't like routines, but I do. I just try to bring in new things to them. Like, don't always watch the same news channel or just change it up. You watch the news? I watch politic news because, yeah. but I don't, I don't watch like, because the news is like, to me, I, politician news to me is kind of fun. Yeah. It's like, what's Biden or Trump doing today or whatever? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not like, oh my gosh. Whereas the regular daily news is like, oh, this kid just got hit by a car i'm like i don't know this is i need to know what's going on in the world but i don't need the the minutiae of the right right um so i think the consistency piece is also so important in um in your day-to-day uh business because it helps build one's reputation right if you know if your clients know or your your you know your the people that you know just personally even they know that that when they ask you to do something, they can count on you because you're reliable, because you're consistent, always saying, yes, of course I can do that for you, or, or don't worry, it'll get done, or, or um, I have a, a, I guess he's still a prospect. He's a client in one, in my send out cards business, but I've been trying to get his company involved with some LinkedIn training, and he hasn't quite got to the point where he sees the value enough to put it top, you know, in the top five of his list. And he keeps saying, call me back next month or call me back in two months. I'm just not there right now. I'm still doing this or I'm doing that. So I called him again today, which was like a month later than the last time. And I said, it's me again. And he said, Janice, you're the best. He said, you always do what you say you're going to do. And that's the consistency piece that, you know, he hasn't said, go away. I don't ever want to do it. And so I'm going to keep doing what he suggests because I want to be consistent and because it shows that I can be relied upon. So it doesn't matter where in your business you, you make that happen, but it's, it's important. I think it's really important, right? Well, it's easy when it's you. And here's the hardest part about entrepreneurs is letting go because when Adam started working for me, he's my COO. He said, if I don't do it, it won't get done right. And he, he failed to use the eight steps of uh, delegation that we have. Oh, I read that. I mean, I heard it on your thing. Yeah. yeah so, so learning how to delegate is half the battle. So I got my eight steps of delegation, but delegating it, and you know, at McDonald's, this is, I, I got to tell you, I love McDonald's for one reason. I don't even eat it at all now, but I love it that I know that if I'm in China, if I'm in South America, if I'm in Canada, if I'm in Africa, Egypt, or, or India, if I order a Big Mac, it'll be the exact same way yeah. because their policies, procedures, standard operating, everything they do has an expected result, a consistent, consistent mm-hmm. result. Mm-hmm. So if I show up to your house, then I have one of my technicians show up to your house and another guy from Michigan show up and another guy from New Mexico and Denver. And if you get a completely different, it's completely different. The experience is just completely way different. Then I fail to do my job as a business leader because I'd rather have the question. I put this on the board. I was doing a sales meeting with a hundred of my technicians. And I said, do you think I'd rather have five A plus players and three B minuses and four C's 
or would I rather have 12 A minuses? I said, I'd rather have the A minuses because look, I want everybody to be consistent as we come up and the same result. And if you guys really think for a minute that doing something different than our protocol is that important, then let me know because we've got a breathing living manual that we could change these things. Mm-hmm. But until you hit my threshold of where you're, you've got, you've earned more autonomy, then you're not allowed to do it your way. That's a really good point. You know, you just reminded me of um, when I used to work in corporate many years ago. um, And I actually was never an employee. I was a contractor, but I was at the telephone company as a trainer for many years. And one of the uh, presidents of the company or VP of marketing or whatever he was at the top of the, of the heap, he would have these weekly meetings in the, in the uh, auditorium and there were hundreds of people there. And he came up with a uh, uh, program that he called um, dumb rules. And he'd say, if you think this is, that there's a dumb rule, you need to come and tell me about it. And we'll, right? And so, yeah, yeah and like it's the same that. kind of thing, yeah. And it, and it worked because people would go and tell him and if it was a dumb rule, he would do something about it. So I kind of liked that. And he, he now has a, he's retired and now of course he's an entrepreneur and he's written a book called be stupid or be no be stupid or be dead don't be stupid or be dead something like that i'll have to send you the name but i can't remember but yeah interesting guy but those kinds of things make sense anyway i know that um we're running out of time here and i've got one or two more questions i want to ask you um you actually i one of the questions i want to ask you is is completely off topic in the sense that you are constantly busy you're working all the time whether you're traveling you know uh, doing um, uh, trainings for people in your company speaking on the stages doing your podcast what do you do for fun is work your fun or do you have other things that you do you know i was okay so so friday night i was at a black tie affair it was uh mm-hmm. press for success i saw you your picture yes you looks very handsome so that was, it's about women. It's a charity for women that uh, don't, don't necessarily have uh, a whole lot. They have kids or whatever they have. I'm and they familiar with it. It's a great charity. Yeah. So there was that. And then Saturday morning, came into work, worked out, got some stuff done on my learning management system, went to Target, bought some sheets, went to the dollar store because it was nearby. <laughs> and then I went to church, went to dinner with my mom, then we went to a comedy show. And then yesterday I went golfing and then I was able to make it to a movie and uh, cook dinner. So overall, I, I, most of the time I try to do both. There's people that like to do both. And for me, I just love work. I, I actually love, I love what I do. I love inspiring people. I love, you know, the podcast for me and just consulting with people. It's like when you get an email or a text or a Facebook message or a LinkedIn message, it just says, I can't tell you enough how much you've meant to me and my family and the hours I'm able to spend and just my business. And it's not me. It's just the fact that maybe they heard something and they applied it, but it just means the world to me. I mean, it's better than anything. I'll tell you what, I don't know if it's the the words of affirmation for me, uh, the the love languages or what it is, but I just like, it kind of is like, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help people and to build leaders and and that's really my goal now is it's, it's like it's becoming clear. Well, you said it all when you said you took your mom for dinner. Yeah. 
You did, because you weren't too busy to see your mom, and that's important. She went to the comedy show, too, and she, yeah. she had a blast. It was uh, Daniel Tosh. We, he's just the fun. It's so funny, because everybody's politically correct and offended these days. And I just love comedians, because they can turn it all on its side, and it's like, look, don't be offended. Don't, if they, whatever they believe in, just, we're here, just love one another. I mean, yeah. it's so opinionated and offensive and this and that. We live in this PC world, and I'm like, look, I'm sorry that you're offended that I'm wearing tennis shoes or whatever. I don't know. It's like, or Nike. Nike can be a bad symbol to some people. I don't even know. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I it. So if you were, we'll wrap it up with, you get to, you know, share maybe your, you're inspiring some new entrepreneurs and they are looking up to you because they want to be like you. What are you going to tell them? Okay. So first of all, get uncomfortable. Uh, don't, well, you got to really, Simon Sinek says it the best is really figure out your why. Well, why are you doing this? Are you doing a new this? book out? You know, what's that? He has a new book out, you know, which one? Oh, you knew you were going to say that. I, I might have it. I, I just I listened it. to him being interviewed with um, Lewis Howes, and, and uh, he was talking about his new book, and I can't remember now. I think, yeah, so okay. I, I feel like I might have seen that one. So, so yeah, it's a good, figure out your why, Yes. make it strong, save money, because the biggest mistake I see with mm. business owners is they go in underfunded, and, I, and I'll just give you a bunch of tips real quick. Another big thing that I'd say is, have a plan, have a business plan. And it doesn't need to be a formal business plan, but it needs to understand that the smartest thing I got done is organization. I focused on an organizational chart. Mm -hmm. I wrote every single manual. I wrote every job description. And I said, these things I could handle, these things, there's no way I could do this because I'll be and not be successful. So I knew one thing that, that I could hire out and I love contractors like 1099, whether it be a, a CPA whether it be a, a HR expert or, you know, even a LinkedIn expert, whatever it is for marketing is you could hire out for that stuff till you're big enough to bring it in house. Like I just hired my first full-time recruiter because we're growing so fast. So I would say really focus on organization, make sure you're finding in the, a big mistake that I made was, is you go out like a lot of entrepreneurs, you start making money and you start deciding that you're a real estate investor or, you know, squirrel or this or that. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Keep your focus, keep your head down and remember, specialize in something. To, to do flooring is not good enough. Pick the type of wood you specialize in for that flooring. When we do garage doors, I mean, yeah, garage doors is kind of a, a, a big thing, but I mean, we do residential. We got out of commercial, we got out of flooring, we got out of all the other things because there were so many things that we realized we're not making money on any of this. This is where we need to focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. And have fun. The biggest thing is if you hate your life every day, whether you own a business or a job, then change it. And you got to self-examine yourself and say, is it you or is it – because I got to tell you, my life is not – I make it fun, but it's not – you know, I come here and I jump on the computer and I catch up and Bree comes in, catch up on emails and I jump into meetings. But – you know, I always have a little bit of comedy. I always have a couple jokes or a video to show somebody. And I'm always asking, what's going on? What are we doing this weekend? And you need to make it fun. Because if you go through this whole life and don't have any fun, you know, there's no better time than here now today. It's true. 
And, uh, you, you know, the, the comedian was like, look, this is kind of bad, but he goes, he's very wealthy. And he goes, you know, I'm much happier being rich than I was being broke. <laughs> he goes, actually, I'm so rich that I annoy people. He goes, I go to the ATM machine and I've got a huge balance in my bank account. And I just take out 20 bucks and I leave the receipt on the ATM just for the next guy to see it. <laughs> Super funny, funny guy. But, you know, I would say that doing the right thing and having fun, success follows, the money follows, the relationships follow. And just if you could wake up and smile and just say you're proud and you're alive and you're, you're happy to be on this earth, I think. And that's, that's taken with a grain of salt because you might have stuff going on in your in your life, but get started today. There's no better time than now. Everybody says, I'm going to start a diet in two months. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And new year's resolutions coming. Then I can start this and I won't eat red meat. I'm like, if you can't get started today, then you're never going to get started because you're a procrastinator and you're never going to be good. You're one of the 80 percenters, right? You're never going to be a 20 percenter like Oprah Winfrey in her life. Her success was, she was a 20 percenter. But she in her weight, percenter. I think she was a two percenter. But in her weight, she was an eighty percenter. Yeah, that's true. Because that's true. she fluctuated, so we all have that eighty percenter in us. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So, oh yeah, she's absolutely phenomenal. I love Oprah. Well, thank you. This has been a delight. Everything you've said has actually been really. Uh, I, I totally agree with. Um, where can people find you? So the podcast is homeserviceexpert.com and the book is homeservicemillionaire.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Yes. But you got to fix my profile. Uh, and then my email is uh, the one, the best one is a1leadmanager at gmail.com. And I'll put all that in the, in the show notes. And I thank you. And I want to thank my audience for joining us on the Relationship Relationships Rule podcast today. And please go over and visit Tommy on um, his website and send him a message. Tell him um, how much he's inspired you because I know he inspired me. You can also go over to my website at JanicePorter.com. And right now you can download my ebook with the seven step formula to create business relationships that last. And please go over to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Email me and let me know how this podcast has impacted you. And as always, stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.